Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Chronicles chapter 35 Josiah celebrated the Passover to the Lord in Jerusalem, and the Passover lamb was slaughtered on the fourteenth day of the first month. He appointed the priests to their duties and encouraged them in the service of the Lord's temple. He said to the Levites, who instructed all Israel and who had been consecrated of the Lord, Put the sacred ark in the temple that Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, built. It is not to be carried about on your shoulders. Now serve the Lord your God and his people Israel. Prepare yourselves by families in your divisions, according to the instructions written by David, king of Israel, and by his son Solomon. Stand in the holy place with a group of Levites for each subdivision of the families of your fellow Israelites, the lay people. Slaughter the Passover lambs, consecrate yourselves, and prepare the lambs for your fellow Israelites, doing what the Lord commanded through Moses. Josiah provided for all of the lay people who were there a total of 30,000 lambs and goats for the Passover offerings and also 3,000 cattle, all from the king's own possessions. His officials also contributed voluntarily to the people and the priests and the Levites. Hilkiah, Zechariah, and Jehiel, the officials in charge of God's temple, gave the priest 2,600 Passover offerings and 300 cattle. Also, Conaniah, along with Shemaiah and Nathaniel, his brothers, and Hashbiah, Jael, and Josabad, the leaders of the Levites, provided 5,000 Passover offerings and 500 head of cattle for the Levites. The service was arranged, and the priests stood in their places with the Levites in their divisions, as the king had ordered. The Passover lambs were slaughtered, and the priests splashed against the altar the blood handed to them, while the Levites skinned the animals." They set aside the burnt offerings to give them to the subdivisions of the families of the people to offer to the Lord, as it is written in the book of Moses. They did the same with the cattle. They roasted the Passover animals over the fire as prescribed and boiled the holy things in pots, cauldrons, and pans and served them quickly to all the people. After this, they made preparations for themselves and for the priests, because the priests the descendants of Aaron were sacrificing the burnt offerings and the fat portions until nightfall. So the Levites made preparations for themselves and for the Aaronic priests. The musicians, the descendants of Asaph, were in the places prescribed by David, Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun, the king's seer. The gatekeepers at each gate did not need to leave their posts because their fellow Levites made the preparations for them. So at that time, the entire service of the Lord was carried out for the celebration of the Passover and the offering of burnt offerings on the altar of the Lord as King Josiah had ordered. The Israelites who were present celebrated the Passover at that time and observed the festival of unleavened bread for seven days. The Passover had not been observed like this in Israel since the days of the prophet Samuel. And none of the kings of Israel had ever celebrated such a Passover as did Josiah, with the priests, the Levites, and all Judah and Israel who were there with the people of Jerusalem. 
This Passover was celebrated in the eighth year of Josiah's reign. After all of this, when Josiah had set the temple in order, Necho, king of Egypt, went up to fight at Carchemish on the Euphrates, and Josiah marched out to meet him in battle. But Necho sent messengers to him, saying, What quarrel is there, king of Judah, between you and me? It is not you I am attacking at this time, but the house with which I am at war. God has told me to hurry, so stop opposing God who is with me, or he will destroy you. Josiah, however, would not turn away from him, but disguised himself to engage him in battle. He would not listen to what Necho had said at God's command, but went to fight him on the plain of Megiddo. Archers shot King Josiah, and he told his officers, Take me away, I'm badly wounded. So they took him out of his chariot, put him in his other chariot, and brought him to Jerusalem where he died. He was buried in the tombs of his ancestors, and all Judah and Jerusalem mourned for him. Jeremiah composed laments for Josiah, and to this day all of the male and female singers commemorate Josiah in the laments. These became a tradition in Israel and are written in the laments. The other events of Josiah's reign and his acts of devotion in accordance with what is written in the law of the Lord, all the events from beginning to end, are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. And so Josiah, perhaps um, Judah's greatest king, not the combined monarchy, which, of course, David was the greatest king under the combined, but just Judah. Josiah ruled and and, uh, was a man after God's own heart as well. And so he celebrated the Passover to the Lord in Jerusalem. Now, this Passover celebration, you may recall there was a magnificent Passover uh, celebration under Hezekiah, and it brought a a form of um, a revival to the land. And Josiah, who had become very zealous for the Lord, wanted to reinstitute Passover. So he did. And uh, the Bible says that a Passover had not been observed in Israel since the days of the prophet Samuel, or Passover like this. And so none of the kings of Israel had ever celebrated Passover. And um, uh, some of the kings of Judah, including Hezekiah, did. But uh, this Passover was celebrated by the young king Josiah. And um, godly king, you know, I, I love the story of Josiah. I love his zeal for the Lord. I love his youth. I love his passion. Well, anyway, after all of this, uh, when Josiah had set religious reforms in place, Pharaoh Necho from Egypt went out to fight someone else, and Josiah decided to go engage him in battle. Necho sent him messengers saying, I I don't have a quarrel with you, Josiah. In fact, he told him that um, God had um, uh, led him to go to war with this other party and that Josiah was opposing God. Josiah, however, would not listen. He decided he was going to fight, and um, he went to fight against Nico, and sadly, he was struck by an arrow and and died. And uh, let me just stop right there for a second. So this Josiah, he was uh, 38 years old when he died, by all accounts, a very, very godly man. But in this particular instance, the episode of him deciding to go and fight against Nico, this was not directed by heaven. He decided to pick a fight with a man that God had not told him to fight with. And so that became the cause of his premature death. 
Now, what does that mean to you and I? I refer to this as the Josiah principle. Sometimes Christians are very anxious to pick spiritual battles. And sometimes those battles are not ordained by heaven. We just engage in them because um, we think it's a good idea to fight every spiritual battle that comes along. But according to the Josiah principle, if you engage an enemy that uh, the Lord has not called you to engage, essentially you're on your own. Now, I, I think there's grace for new believers and there's a learning curve. But if you've been walking with the Lord any time at all, any significant time, if you've studied his word and began to learn his ways, you recognize that he really believes he's the commander in chief. You know, when uh, when the Lord met Joshua and said, I'm the captain of the Lord's host, the captain of the Lord's armies, he means that. And Jesus is our captain. Jesus is our high general. And so most Christians operate as if there were commanders with no commander over them. Well, the truth is, friends, we are under a high commander, and we are supposed to operate when we receive orders to engage the enemy. In the military, if you engage the enemy without direct orders, they execute you. In the kingdom of God, it happens all the time, and in some cases, I believe it causes some um, tremendous hardship for people that they engage in battles they were not called to fight. So make sure that the Lord is calling you to the battle before you engage uh, in a spiritual battle, I'm speaking of, without authorization, without orders. Anyway, um, it mentions that Jeremiah composed laments or lamentations for Josiah. These are funeral songs, but this is, in fact, the prophet Jeremiah who wrote the book of Jeremiah. He was the um, prophet under part of Josiah's reign during his um, Reformation years, and so Jeremiah probably had an influence over the man as well. And so, um, sadly, we lose one of Israel's greatest kings, but the good news is he is with the Lord. He made a mistake fighting Pharaoh Necho, but he was a godly man, and I'm certain that he's with the Lord. Lord, help us to learn this Josiah principle. Help us to operate as if we do have a commander-in-chief. Help us to seek your advice and your direction and your guidance, Lord, before we arbitrarily engage in battles. God, um, so many people pick battles because it seems like to them that that's what they're supposed to do. But Lord, we pray that we would be among those who seek you first and ask for instructions before we arbitrarily engage the enemy. We pray these things, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.